Hey, it's Gabe. I want to recommend a podcast I think you'll enjoy called What Could Go Right. On What Could Go Right, the hosts, Progress Network founder Zachary Carabell and Executive Director Emma Varva-Lucas, sit down with expert guests to discuss the world's most pressing issues. They look back at how far society has come and look forward to what it will take to achieve a brighter future. If you're looking for a weekly dose of optimistic ideas from smart people, listen to What Could Go Right wherever you get your podcasts. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that takes you on a ride through the ups and downs of everyday history. I'm Gabe Lusier, and today we're talking about a clever innovation that took amusement park thrill rides to a whole new level. The day was August 16th, 1898. Inventor and mechanic Edwin Prescott was granted the first U.S. patent for a vertical loop roller coaster. His design became a reality three years later when the Loop the Loop roller coaster was installed on Surf Avenue in Coney Island, New York. This dual-track steel roller coaster wasn't the first thrill ride to use a loop to flip passengers upside down. But thanks to a key change to the shape of the loop, the coaster was much more comfortable and safer than previous designs. Although warmly embraced by Americans since the 1830s, roller coasters are actually a European invention. The earliest take on the concept dates back to 17th century Russia, when thrill-seekers started building so-called flying mountains, which were basically five-story tall ice ramps that featured drops as steep as 50 degrees. Daring riders would climb inside hollowed-out blocks of ice and hold on for dear life. Not long after, the attraction was adapted for year-round use through the addition of wooden rails and wheeled carts. Catherine the Great is believed to have commissioned the first such man-made coaster, 
which was built in the gardens of her palace in St. Petersburg. Her royal endorsement lent instant appeal to the dangerous contraptions, especially among the upper classes. Soon, roller coasters were being built in France, England, and other countries throughout Europe. The first American roller coaster is generally considered to be the Mouse Chunk Switchback Railway in Pennsylvania. Originally constructed in 1827 as a way to haul coal between mines, the railway quickly caught the eye of local adrenaline junkies and tourists alike. That interest led to a new dual-purpose system, in which the railway would be used to transport coal in the morning and thrill-seeking passengers in the afternoon. The cars were pushed along the downhill track by gravity and could reach speeds of 50 miles per hour when carrying a full load. Unfortunately, powered chain lifts were still a good 50 years or so away, so a team of mules had to pull the empty cars back to their starting point. By 1873, the Mouse Chunk Railway was serving up thrills to more than 30,000 riders per year, at a cost of just 75 cents each. The success of the Gravity Railway didn't go unnoticed, and in 1884, Lamarcus Adna Thompson adapted the design to create the first Gravity roller coaster built specifically as an amusement ride. It opened in Brooklyn's Coney Island, and provided guests a not-so-thrilling ride down a 600-foot-long track at the leisurely speed of 6 miles per hour. Unlike most modern roller coasters, Thompson's cars faced outward instead of forward. This allowed riders to view specially constructed scenes as they rolled along. These included diorama-type displays of exotic locations, such as Venetian canals and the Swiss Alps. Although it wasn't a pulse-pounding experience, Thompson's Railway was still a commercial success, and other entrepreneurs were quick to introduce their own gravity-powered coasters. The first of these to feature a loop-de-loop -loop was Lena Beecher's infamous Flip-Flap Railway, which opened at Sea Lion Park on Coney Island in 1895. There was a lot of experimentation going on in coaster design at the time, and as a result, many of the early rides were little more than glorified death traps. In the case of the Flip-Flap Railway, the danger came from the coaster's trademark loop. Because the loop was perfectly circular, it resulted in G-forces three times stronger than the average modern coaster. Riding it felt akin to driving a car straight into a brick wall. So, as you can imagine, it wasn't the most popular ride at Coney Island. Still, the idea of inverting riders with a loop seemed promising, provided you could do it without breaking anyone's neck. That challenge was picked up by Edwin Prescott, a ride designer from Arlington, Massachusetts. His innovation was to swap the circular loop for an elliptical one. That subtle change in shape greatly reduced the G-forces, thus providing a much smoother and far less painful ride for passengers. In 1901, the Loop the Loop became the second looping coaster ever built, but the first one that was actually worth riding. Its breakthrough elliptical-shaped loop was later copied by other designers, and today it remains the standard shape for all modern roller coasters that include a loop. Of course, even with the improved loop, Prescott's coaster was still pretty dangerous. 
For one thing, the passenger cars used regular tires, which weren't held to the track in any meaningful way. In fact, the only thing preventing the cars from flying off, besides momentum, was a small side railing, which could easily be jumped at the right speed and angle. As a result, the Loop the Loop brought in more money from spectators who were willing to pay a fee to watch the ride in action than it did from people who actually rode it. In the end, though, the ride's limited capacity was its biggest drawback. The cars could only fit four people, and only one car was permitted on the track at a time, for fear of a collision. A second track was eventually built alongside the first, but even with that additional capacity, the ride barely turned a profit. As a result, in 1910, the Loop the Loop closed for good after only nine years in operation. It was soon replaced by a steel coaster called the Giant Racer. True to its name, the track stretched 300 yards, all the way from Surf Avenue to the beach. Despite its length, the Giant Racer also failed to impress visitors, and it was ultimately torn down in 1927. The famous Cyclone roller coaster took its place that same year, and it remains in operation to this day. Although the first coaster to use Prescott's elliptical loop was a bit of a dud, it still got things rolling in the right direction. To honor that breakthrough, thrill-seekers across the country now celebrate National Roller Coaster Day on August 16th, the day when Prescott squished a circle into an ellipse and the modern roller coaster was born. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you want to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman. And Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at lightsoutxf.com. And we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to lightsoutxf.com.